Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of Casual Cognition. Today, having a conversation with my good buddy Vagar, we begin talking a little bit about the education system, particularly in Norway, as he's a teacher. Then we get into some more abstract territory as we delve into using visual models to represent and understand dialogue and different forms of thought and then kind of goes from there in various strange directions so please enjoy this conversation with my good buddy Vagar. go dude hola bonito welcome to casual cognition my friend thank you hank dude vegar it is such a pleasure to have you here on the show we've been talking about it for a while and you're just like you're just the you're just the bread and butter kind of guest. Like this is exactly our vibe, dude. So I really appreciate you coming on. Nice to be here, dude. I I really enjoy your show, of course, since it's those kind of conversations we we usually do when we talk. Okay, I I can't keep remembering where you live, but I know like your d- deepest inner emotions and connections to. <laughs> wherever you want to go from there it feels like because that's where we start Dude. off when we when we talk very often yeah yeah it's really cool to kind of i don't know it's it's a really strange feeling for me to think that like people have listened to thousands of hours of Nate and I talking and it just makes me happy that there's going to be a couple more thousand of those of people listening to you and I talking because you are one of my favorite people to talk to Vagar. I don't know if you know that. Thank you. But you really are. Likewise. I'm going to just I'm going to just fucking dive into it. There's enough uh enough ass kissing for now. <laughs> I'm I'll I'm trying to hold myself back from just bowing down cuz I just love you so much, but uh, dude, so there's a bunch of different things that we've talked about over the years that have just completely fucking blown my mind. But I kind of want to start start off um, closer to ground level. So for people who don't know you, you are a teacher. Yeah. That- and... Uh, a musician and I wanted to ask you a little bit about your experience and just like some different stuff within education because you know one of the things that we have talked about quite a bit on the show is education and the different aspects of the education system that we find are lacking and it's mostly from the perspective of the U.S. education system because that's the one that Nate and I have really gone through so i am well aware that it's way different over here in scandinavia but i just wanted to ask you like 
what is your what is your kind of feeling around how the education system is in Norway and what do you think they're doing really well? And what do you think they're kind of like, like kind of lacking in? Well, first of all, I would say it's, it's been going well for a while. Um, I'm not going to go through this uh, historically, but I think, I think, um, the Scandinavian model, more or less, is working well. You can see it in tests. You can see it in, in um, like, happiness when it comes to giving the kids tests for seeing how how they're feeling about doing math in Finland. And you compare that to the general, the U.S. I'm pretty sure the tests in Finland would be way better. Uh, in terms of like the 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 feelings around math for example so like in finland they're way more stoked yeah about math like, yeah like okay. how motivated are you how, how fun is it from zero to ten those kind of tests and we have it right. in here too like i'm just um yeah it's kind of sending a little salute to my neighbor finland <laughs> from norway <laughs> here because they're absolutely awesome uh, but also the rest of scandinavia uh, have, have a very good way of schooling and also more than just schooling we're raising the kids more or less in a, kind of a symbiosis with the parents is, is the what we're trying to do at least mm. so that, which kind of leads me on to what's a bit negative also in this framework of how it works uh, that because of really globalization and and uh, things changing in the way we kind of disconnect from what we can touch and feel and be close to. Um, there's a lot we need to do and feel like we should do and stuff during the day. And what's left of the time is not maybe to follow up on your children when they also is they they're also signed up to do like five different things. Um, during their spare time after doing homework so that's like football uh, karate like dancing they're doing all kinds of stuff and I think it's just too little time left sometimes and that <clears throat> that kind of brings the load over to the school and that means just more and more raising kind of implicit uh, responsibility that is not mm. so good being me as a teacher. Um, right. But that's happening increasingly. Like there needs to come a reaction from somewhere from uh, the teacher's union or something like that. Uh, in mm. not too much, in not too long. Cause it's getting a bit out of hand there. Cause, um, so it's getting to the point where like the teachers have like too much of a responsibility for raising the children like it's going more and more onto the teachers uh in, instead of the actual parents yeah i that, that's this question that is uh raised a lot in the union mm. and the different teachers i i talk to no matter where where in the country they're from uh that's definitely a tendency okay so i i have another thing another question for you cuz you know we talk a lot about creativity uh, on this 
podcast. And that was one of the things that I felt was just so lacking in education is like how to be creative. And I actually felt that in the education system that I went through, it was like they were actively suppressing creativity. And it was all about just like being a machine and just like finding the answer that the teacher wants you to find as quickly as possible. And then you get rewarded for that. And, you know, I complain about this, even though I was like one of the best people at doing that, you know, so it's not like I just like have a complex or something about this. Like I was really fucking good at doing that at like just finding the thing and and a answering the question, finding their answer. But then it, then like when I got into the real world and when I started getting into uh, more being more creative, like get, getting into music, I realized like, wow, I, I don't know anything about being creative. And I, and I, of course, like there's, there's an inherent creativity that we all have and share, but like, there's also different practices and ways of thinking about it and ways of not thinking about it that can be really helpful. So how do you, how do you think they're doing over there in terms of like teaching creativity and allowing the children to be creative and to ask their own questions? Well, good. And now even better, um, because last year, 2020, um, there was a new curriculum coming out from um, like the higher, highest uh, you can get. Uh, you know, we, we've been doing the same framework curriculum um since 2006 up until mm -hmm. last year and now we're implementing it so i think the uh, goal is to be for it to be really implemented in three years time or something but we're like trying already now doing it uh, mm -hmm. as an overlapping phase but it's so much cool things in there dude um that's, I, that makes me super happy to hear. Yeah, and because of it, I, I volunteered to be in the planning group of my school. So I'm in a team of four people that are trying to implement this for our school. And <clears throat> what it is, is uh, trying to sum up many of the same things of the last curriculum, but in new ways. Uh, and what they did was uh, using now deep learning, trying to getting uh use that and therefore uh we've done um like an overarching uh at our school we implemented that because that, that that's around 12 weeks of learning about something from different angles will make you remember it better and really get in touch with it learn it in different ways better so that's deep learning like a 12-week cycle looking uh from specific angles at a at a overarching concept yeah from a pedagogical perspective at least it is okay from the research we are lucky looking at so it might be mm -hmm. i don't know yeah in in that's what we're working at here and mm -hmm. um so we try to divide the year in three like main um parts 
in which you learn something for 12 weeks. Um, and in, within that, you, have, you kind of approach it from different uh, subjects. Um, like now, we ha in spring, we have um, uh, plants. That's our uh, overarch. That, that's our the the theme of our project, uh, kind of plants. Plants. That's it. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, that's awesome. And from <laughs> there, yeah, and from there, they they really like it. And of course, it's it's smart doing it in in the spring because then everything is blossoming up in Scandinavia. So when you have about plants, you can also have about pollination, ecosystems, stuff going in there, right? It's obviously yeah. um, nature, science, bi biology, kind of. Um, yeah. But it's also uh, whatever you make it. So we do... St I, I, I've got second grade, by the way, now. I'm a class teacher mm -hmm. for second grade. Um, they're seven and eight years old. Uh, they are super fascinated by everything that grows and moves. <laughs> so um, pollinators, how how seeds are spreading it's pretty magical to them like some have are literal helicopters coming down from trees to kind of mm. sway away from it from their uh <laughs> branch right and their parents mm. <laughs> kind of like us sometimes i feel like and then but you don't <laughs> you have a limit as to how far away you can get from the mother branch right but then you find right. your own way of living kind of and then mm. Um, yeah, you have all sorts, how they spread. They're so into things like uh, there are badgers that are like have fur that is perfect for dragging around these. Uh, now I don't know the English words for these plants, but uh, things that attach um, to their fur that makes right. the, the, the uh, seeds travel, right? And then the, you have this right um, so, uh, birds eating um uh, other seeds flying away pooping it somewhere and then they also have uh -huh. nutrition for growing in there you know all these things so you get all yeah. these connections and you have a lot of things you can measure we have done like we had the overarching thing that we needed to make a theme within over these 12 weeks was sustainability and development would be the correct uh uh, yeah, translation. So mm -hmm. um, then you need to make some connections to that, right? So we did a 12-week plant project for every seven, eight-year-old planting their own seeds from their dinner at home and bring it to school. So, okay, today I ate uh, kiwi and then lemon and apple. So I had these seeds and then three different uh, yeah bags we used for for that. Uh, next year we should do it with uh, um, something else than plastic, by the way. But anyway, bi biodegradable something because it should be <laughs> oh. within the yeah. Right. Uh, if you're if you're talking sustainability, that then exactly. uh, it makes sense. Exactly. But yeah, so they did the fo photos with their iPads. Everybody has have iPads, by the way, uh, to um, see the development from day to day and write about them. And then you got Norwegian in there. And then you, uh, we also did the plant names in English and uh, com small conversations uh, that has to do with the curriculum. Like, uh, this is a 
and those kind of sentences. Um, mm -hmm. And then we, so we, yeah, yeah, the statistics part, uh, measuring them. Then you have millimeters in our, which is also in our curriculum. Then, yeah, di different uh, approaches from different subjects, really. Um, mm -hmm. And the fun thing is they just get deeper and deeper into it, you know, uh, as their plant projects kind of just blossoms and blossoms. I feel mm -hmm. like their interest in the subject does as well when it's so many different angles so that you don't only have biology and you have that. Yes. Kind of I, yeah, approach. I think that's really, really smart. This, this idea of deep learning, because that was one thing that I noticed particularly with mathematics it's like you learn math it obviously it, it's very dependent on your teacher and the school that you're going to the funding and the curriculum all this stuff but in my experience like i was learning math in a vacuum so it was just like it had no connection to the real world at all so then it's just like okay here's just a bunch of numbers and like okay yeah i get and again, I was good at math. Like I could do fucking, I could fig, I could figure it out well. That was one of my best subjects. But it was still just like, dude, this is like, what's the point? What's the point of this? Especially when you start getting to like higher level shit. And so, I think that idea of like connecting it to a theme. I mean, that's like, that's uh in a sense like we kind of do that in in this podcast but on like a very smaller small scale and we're not educators we're just explorers but we kind of try to do the same thing like exploring these different ideas through a theme and i think that makes it a lot more engaging and like whoa like you see the connections and and that's where to me like that's a big part of um, being creative is being able to find connections between things that maybe don't seem um, connected in the first place. So maybe that's even kind of training them in creative thinking, even though I don't know if that's like a, something that you're emphasizing in the curriculum. But I would actually, I want to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, because uh, it's funny that you say it because relevance is one of the key words of the new curriculum. And it has to be, everything has to be relevant to the student hmm. or to our world or like, you know, you can't just say that, no, uh, you're not going to have a, um, a, you know, calculator in your pocket. Right. And then, yeah, right. I had so. to learn cursive because I was going to be writing letters to people. In the post, I was going to be posting letters like, no, email exists. I yeah. literally, I don't, I've, I don't, yeah, it's just not a thing. It's not a thing. So that's awesome to hear, like relevance. Wow, what a fucking, <laughs> what a novel idea. Like teach things that are relevant. I mean, it's crazy, but it's like that the, out. But. Right? It's like, um, food products that has like uh without palm oil <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> of course it is without palm oil you fucking douchebag <laughs> stupid like that's nothing to brag up uh, about like it's like now without racism it was like come on <laughs> stupid yeah. yeah 
Yeah, um, to sum it all up, just yeah, I went a little off earlier, and oh, I haven't really good, talked about this in English, so I'm, I'm a bit off. But anyway, uh, the the just deep learning perspective, I, I'm really for it. I've tried it now for a year, and uh, it's really worked well with my students. They're super enthusiastic, as you could hear the other day when I was on the phone with you, and they were yeah lined up, taking to, <laughs> we're ready to go into class. When yeah, they said, uh, that was uh, hi, Hendrik. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, so just uh, before we move on, like I did want to zero in on like this thing with creativity. So are are they like, are there, is there an emphasis on teaching creativity? Is there a like, how what are what are the they talking about and what are the different ways that they're kind of if they are engaging that in in the school day or in the curriculum uh, let's start with the curriculum uh there are three points as to they sum up the like overarching principles with schooling in Nor norway which is until you're 19 years old or 18 19 19 i guess yeah um, and that is, uh, number under number one, it's, uh, the, uh, principles of, uh, uh, values. And that is the human worth, uh, number two, identity and, uh, cultural, uh, cultural, uh, uh, diversity, uh, three critical thinking and ethical, um, uh, consciousness, uh, number four. A creator's joy, engagement, and uh, the wanting to explore. Uh, number five, a respect for nature and uh, environmentally uh, awareness. And I am environmental. Yeah. And then number six, democracy and um, co-engagement like, in democracy. And then number two, the principles of uh, teaching, development, and uh, uh, self-growth is number one, social learning and development. Two, competence in the disciplines, that's the subjects. Three, um, uh, basic uh, skills, and <laughs> that's a very general one. Uh, four, to teach, oh, oh, to learn to learn, we call it. It's like to uh, oh, teach dude. yourself yes. to learn because uh, it's the same word in Norwegian. But yeah, you like autodidacticism. Yeah, it's definitely it, uh, meta perspective, basically. Hmm. And then you have number five, uh, the three overarching disciplines, where which we in my school, how we've done, done this uh, is that we divided the school year into three. So you have 12 uh, weeks of um, um, health, like the health of the people's health, and how to deal with life, basically. And then you have you have that for twelve weeks as an overarching thing each year, mm. but but with a different subject each year. Like uh, plants right. would be something else next year, like maybe endangered species or whatever, you know. And then yeah. you have uh, uh, the second one. Say second one. Um, Democracy and um, well, citizenship, actually. And then you have the third one, which is uh, where we have plants in second grade, is uh, uh, develop 
Uh, oh my god, I forgot. Uh, you know it. Uh, sustainability and development. Yes. So that the, those are overarching um, principles for all of the school years of uh, like common Norwegian school. And also the third one here, if I'm just going to finish up here real quick. Uh, principles for the school's practice is one, include, uh, including uh, environment for teaching or to be taught in. And then, um, uh, every student should have their... Um, kind of their schooling adapted to them so we call it adapted um, teaching basically and then uh, three a cooperate uh, cooperation between the home and school we call it homeschool because we try to focus on the home and not the school in that cooperation and then number four um, it is uh, teaching in um, the, in work life and in um, uh, yeah and then the drift I always forget uh, corporations basically so that you have the possibility to actually if you do something more practically like being an electrician you you can get paid doing electrician work for an actual company during your schooling so that you get adapted uh -huh. to what you're actually going to do Right, uh, like intern, like an internship kind of. Yeah, more or less, but it's not an internship because it's your school that's backing you, so you will get a spot. Like, that's your school. Okay. School. You're not like, oh, what happens now? But <laughs> like. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess that there are modifications of that too that I don't know of, but anyway, it's also the, um, yeah, development of schools that are in focus on that so that uh, use um, of digital um, things for example dude what the fuck man <laughs> that is so comprehensive and so like I need to literally go back and like listen to that again because there's so like that was a totally comprehensive overview of the whole fucking the whole deal and i heard creativity in there for sure <laughs> but there was so much more going on and to me like wow i just i am so thankful and i feel so happy for the kids who are you know in this thing especially that have you as a teacher because oh my god i like i i don't even know what to say i'm kind of mind blown by how comprehensive that was uh that's fucking cool dude so long story short they're doing pretty good <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are that that is fucking that's amazing dude i I just need to let that sink in for a second. Dude, I I keep forgetting you're you're an actual pro, you know? Like I you know, I'm I'm over here like, yeah, creativity's like real good and stuff. 
and but there's it's so much more to life than that like that's obviously a super integral part of being a human but like there's fucking shit's complicated man it's really hard to navigate in in the world um and it's just getting more and more complex so that i mean it sounds like they're they're preparing the students for like for life and that was another thing in you know for me uh growing up in the u.s education system like there was nothing about how to how to live how to like deal with life there was literally nothing about that like it was all so you know it's like you're in a fucking vacuum it's completely ridiculous so that gives me some hope for the future because it really seems like it's going in the right direction. That's fucking awesome. I want to switch gears here. Yeah. Because we haven't even talked about music. True. Yet. And, um, oh my God. Um, you have inspired me hugely in my musical journey. And I want to just, I want to take it back. I want to take it back because i haven't asked you I don't, I don't even know much about your musical journey at all we just like started playing music together right so i would love for you to like kind of walk us through your your journey of music and what how you got into it what your what happened and where you are now and like yeah we'll just go go from there i guess well first of all thank you dude <laughs> i found it very inspiring uh, collabing with you too um well there isn't that much to say um it's, it's like i'm, I'm <laughs> so bad at doing that half a halfway summary thing uh it's, it's like all <laughs> but uh yeah i've been engaged in you music can go all in dude <laughs> all right i'll try try to be quick um my dad was i want to hear i want to hear it all all right all right my dad was a drummer he had a huge drum set at home and that so i started playing drums um I'll, it was in sixth grade, yeah, sixth sixth grade, I think. And mm -hmm. then, for some uh, reason, yeah, we I, I was playing in some. We were trying to play in band. We didn't really know what we were doing, but you know, trying it out, some buddies. And then, it was that I just heard something on, I think it was uh, Eurosport, with some BMX uh, tricks. And I just heard the distorted guitar for the first time. And it was just amazing. And I didn't know what it was. And I was like, how did I identify with this sound? And like, um, I run, run downstairs and I said, Mom, there's this incredible music on, uh, on the telly. And like, can you identify it for me? And then like, she's like, <laughs> Yeah, your uncle listens, listens to this all the time. I have a metal uncle. And then, yeah, it's, it was distorted guitar. So I just asked mom, do you know any bands who plays music with distorted guitar? And then I kind of went 
over to guitar half a year after that, I think. And um, first, I think something as small as little as it being hard to do the double bass drum. <laughs> it was also a thing that led me to not play that much of uh, drums. And then that yeah, got also really into <laughs> yeah, other uh, drummers that I played with that was very ch- talented. They're like, okay, they do that job for the common mm. music to get better or or sound more like we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a natural outphasing of drums. But I always drum on stuff. So like practically I'm always drumming. Um, right. And from there I played guitar every day almost for a long time. Uh, maybe five, uh, six years maybe of practicing more or less like average three to four hours a day. Uh, so I got technically decent plus and pretty good, I would say. <laughs> and then, um, technically decent plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> thinking who I would compare myself to on this show. It's uh, hard, but yeah, I got like the technical parts of it. And, uh, meanwhile, I also uh, went to music high school, which you can choose here in Nor- Norway. You can like, have like media is also one and then you also have the more boring one maybe like uh, you have a linguistic department you have yeah but yeah uh so music high school was music uh, subjects every day uh it's more hours than regular uh curriculum uh but it's so worth it i felt i met so many good guitarists uh so i learned a lot from them and also the ones that i played with uh some of them are pros now um, many of my f- friends are musicians or teachers of music and also does gigs on the side often. Um, but I, it came to a point where after music high school, I needed to decide what, what to do. And I went off school for a little bit. I did teaching and I also did guitar teaching and stuff like that. And I just liked teaching i liked seeing other people develop develop and see how and i could see how i could kind of make um i i, I could see what they needed to practice to equal out uh, things that make it would make the whole of it sound better or more like they would like it to sound um and that was very fun uh, and that goes for any subject uh, and I, at that time I was curious about anything basically so that led me to the teacher's um, path I would say say so after that I started mm-hmm. started studying teacher for being teacher and I didn't want to be a music teacher unless I went to the uh, what's it called like the yeah, music high school of Norway basically um, uh, university kind of uh, level uh, mm-hmm. without that I wouldn't want to go that direction because I want interested students I, I right. don't really like the somebody being forced there by their dad that wanted to be a guitar player sometime and then 
yeah, that's not no fun. Then I can teach other subjects that include things that are, you can make of relevance, like in like we talked about. Um, so mm -hmm. I went into general teachers, uh, that kind of path. And then along, I've been collecting a lot of ideas. I, think I probably have like 400 ideas of so that could turn into songs if I buy something to record it with, which I have now. <laughs> 10 years yes. later so or, finally yeah right so in between there I've I haven't really done too much but along that part of my life I a little slot I had I was in a pop rock band for four years ambient like uh, and then I also played in a an extreme metal band for five years maybe for Something like that. Mm -hmm. And made most of the music there. Uh, yeah. Uh, always like. And now, so now, yeah, so, music. so you were doing kind of metal, then you were doing ambient rock stuff, and now you're kind of switched gears a little bit, haven't you? You're, you've kind of developed, at least from my ear, you're kind of starting to develop like your sound maybe i don't know if i want to go so far as to put you in a box like that but like you to me i know when it's you playing because you you've started to kind of um yeah develop this some kind of underlying feeling um and like but you've kind of switched gears and now you're you am i right that you're more into like acoustic uh guitar now and like more um i don't even know what to call it um psh, what do you what do you call it is that is that even possible yeah well <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know really it depends on who you who, who you tell i guess okay how so about this looking... would you be willing to like send me a audio file that we can play for the listeners at the end of the podcast so they can decide for themselves and try to put words onto the experience sure sure i, I, okay. I think i could sum it up in like three two genres kind of but i, I will not then <laughs> yeah <not> fun. <laughs> we'll save that we'll save that for next time it'll be like one of those like um what do you call it you know we'll we'll just leave it and then we'll see what people think uh what they say and then next time you'll say what those things are and then people can see if they were fucking right or not i mean <laughs> it's kind of doesn't work like that but anyways i'm fucking excited to hear that and all of you listening should be too because this man is fucking awesome uh dude i mean jesus where to even i like i feel like we haven't even like this is like the should we obligatory... start should we what? start soon should we start soon <laughs> yeah exactly right like this is like the obligatory like okay people don't know you so we're gonna go and like talk about like historical and like very uh you know background stuff uh, but you know, at some point you just got to get right down right to it. 
So, okay, I don't even know where to start, dude. I mean, luckily, we I I definitely Yeah, luckily, you know, this we only have a short time on this planet and even shorter time for a podcast episode, but we're going to do more of these, so I'm going to hold myself back from trying to rush and getting into everything at once because we need to remember that some people listening may have never been exposed to these ideas at all. So we'll try to take it slow. Okay, dude, I got to just bring up one thing. So so Vagar and I, for, for people who don't know us super well um we've we've talked a lot a lot of like very similar conversations uh to the ones that nate and i have on here and like the ones that we have with other guests and we're both like very interested in learning and the learning process and like meta cognition like and meta awareness so we have gone into some strange places that are kind of difficult to (laughs) describe but like okay i think i want to start with with this one and just see where it goes but like one of the things that you told me about one time we were talking and it just fucking blew my mind hole open it just completely blew my mind because you you mentioned how so we were having a conversation and you described the experience your experience of the conversation that we were having and you described how you saw you saw the conversation like as a like text in in a text format and you would see punctuations and next lines and exclamation points and parentheses and you were kind of using that to to uh improve your ability to like get information across and also as a way of understanding my um uh, my speaking and like so for me this this was just it was such a cool thing to hear because I'm super interested in like, what is your experience of anything like, right? And and you had described it in a way that was so alien to the way that my brain works that I it just fucking blew my mind, dude. So I don't even know what to ask about that or what to say about it, but I just wanted to bring that up because to me, like that, it was such a valuable moment that you were able to express and share what your experience of our conversation was like. And and I had this stark realization of like, wow, that is so fucking different from the way that I experience it, and yet we're able to come together exactly and yet learn you and grow so much. Go ahead. All right. So this is assimilation and accommodation. Um, when, uh, in order to have 
this aha experience that you had, like, ah, like what? What just happened? Right? I, I realized something. I realized something. And then that experience requires you to almost know it from before, right? It's not mm. a giant leap, but it f feels like one, kind of to get to that knowledge. Right, it's and kind of just beyond, yeah, it's right on the the outside of the like circle of knowledge, but it's like, yeah, if it's too far away, it's out of reach, but it's like- Yes, in the- pro in the mist kind of. Yeah, it's the prox, uh, we call it the proximal zone of development. And I th that might be oh, the direct yeah. translation from English. Oh, yeah. zone of development. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's where the fun happens, right? And the flow yes. states and the getting far, far further. I feel like, yes. like that sphere is where you want to be when you're learning. Uh, once in a while, just gain motivation with long-term projects, I feel like. Uh, anyway, assimilation and accommodation. We could talk about that, though. Yeah. Um, uh, when you learn something uh, for the first time, or you need to like think differently in order to understand, like you m might have been uh, needing to do in this example, is that you will have to kind of re, uh, kind of shuffle around what the, the the patterns of how you understand things. So if you picture them as boxes on top of each other and organized in some particular way, then you need to kind of make somebody remove some and like kind of right. no no less in order to get the thing in place in order to get a greater understanding. Right. Uh, you kind of have thing. to break it down, break down this the structure and reorganize yeah, exactly. it to be able to build it higher up. Yeah, exactly. Or or just be able to see it from uh, further away. I, I like to picture it as, as well. Mm -hmm. That is there from before, maybe. Like, yeah, you can fool around with that thought. But that's basically how it is. And an example could be you're out in your fishing boat. You're, you're the dad, Hank. Hanky panky daddy boy. And his little teeny weeny son, for example. Um, and then... Uh, this son of yours gets its uh, first fish and it thinks maybe it's like six years old or something. Yeah. And then when he gets this first fish and you say, ah, it's a uh, cod. This is a cod. And it can say cod, of course, it's six years old. So it's like, uh, okay, cod, cod. Um, then he gets its second fish and uh, and it says, ah, cod, cod, and wants to impress you as his dad and get confirmation uh, and also then assimilate what it knows from before. That's mm. the other term here. And then it doesn't work because this is a mackerel and you say mackerel and this guy's like, <laughs> 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 I need to remove or... Uh, at least like uh, reorganize my boxes here and I right. need to fit something new and you don't know that meta consciously maybe so it needs to which is why meta conscious is a good thing to have uh, because you can do this on purpose 
and you can figure right. out patterns like I've been ah oh, this has happened before okay it's probably removing this box and like putting it in mm -hmm. and this is how I thought that I described to you once uh, so this guy needs to think bigger and or zoom out and it's the thing that it's something called fish that collects everything here because it's yeah. starting to get very messy and the third fish is then something else again <laughs> you you name it this time hank perch okay perch and then the father maybe helps him uh and being his meta perspective kind of the second person saying to the kid you you then <laughs> that there all of these are fishes it's the same fish if you say fish is all correct Mm. It might be able to understand. I probably would. Maybe mm. not the first, the same fishing trip, but if this is something that occurred many times, deep learning again, by the way, then right. you, he, he would remember for long enough to understand it. So uh, now he knows, let's say, some weeks after, uh, that there is something called fish and there are different kinds of fish. I haven't seen some of them. I can't really identify them, but maybe in, in, in time without that kid thinking that, but that's the status kind of. Right. Then uh, there is an eel coming on them <laughs> and that's not a fish, is it? So, or, <laughs> or a crab or something. And then they're like, okay, so they, you need to um, accommodate once more because you can't assimilate. You can't, Make it a, another cod or another mackerel, or it's not even a fish. So you need to accommodate once more, or zoom out once more, uh, mm. build a new block or whatever, uh, make one fit at the right place to understand. And then you need to know that that needs to go on top of the hierarchy, right? Mm. Of boxes. <laughs> so this is you can look into this is Piaget. Um, mm. He talks about these things. And then uh, this is put in a social context by Vygotsky. That's uh, basic uh, uh, psychology and pedagogy. Mm -hmm. You can read up on this. Um, okay. Nice. If, if you want to go back to that. Uh, yeah. So anyone wants to look deeper in that, check out Piaget. And who's the who's the other one? Uh, Vygotsky. Vygotsky. Lev find it Vygotsky. I find it very funny that in this example you used like because you're talking about a six-year-old so you used this analogy of blocks like which is just such a six-year-old thing like stacking blocks on top of right. each other <laughs> but I know that your preferred um, method your preferred kind of metaphor that you like to use is one of is the tree right yeah so let's get into that but first i want to ask you like so do you where did you like come up with this shit like did you was this something that you did consciously or was it just something that happened in your while you were thinking about things and then we can explain to people more what I mean with, with this idea. But like, how did you come across this? If, if you even remember, or if you just like started doing it? I think it's a mix of different things. And I, I don't, I, I think it, 
it's like many other things that things play off of each other. So me and other things played off of each other to, for me to get that idea, maybe. Mm. Uh, and I think I, I have met people that think in similar way or can easily imagine things the same way, um, actually. Uh, but after me presenting the idea, maybe in the in those uh, uh, examples. So for me, it, uh, well, <laughs> we haven't even said what this is about, but um, it can be a framework, visual framework for different things, really. Um, and I think my it could be in the way of you could remember things in a conversation. So. The trunk is maybe where you start, and that's all, usually also easy to remember. It's the very first thing. Or it, it was um, in this uh, interview, it's it was an introduction, which makes sense. So you don't even have to remember it because the introduction always comes first, right? Mm -hmm. So the introduction is the trunk, and then you have like branches of things we get into. So the first branch this time would. Um, be you talking to me about my musical journey uh, well no actually you started further back right you started with teaching and yeah. saying that i was teaching so so now i'm actually using <laughs> using that visual metaphor or whatever you would call it uh, framework to to go back and yeah like, where what associations get do i get from these things uh helps me going back really yeah and then, of course, I don't remember everything I'm, uh, or have any superpowers or anything, but it just helps a bit. It's like bookmarks, really. So well, if you're into yeah, one so... branch, I have, during this conversation, I have uh, had links to other branches, uh, which, were, like, for example, deep learning. Uh, I was referring to that later. Uh, and then I did it another branch. Right. I also referred to something said earlier, uh, which is just a visual visualization of how to trace a conversation back. Uh, but it could also be uh, in the way you think of a story or if you watch a movie, you can like uh, think of different uh, how this can turn out if you're there in your head. Uh, I don't right. personally think that's the best way of watching a movie. <laughs> you should just watch the movie. <laughs> but you can do it if you've seen it for the seventh time, being super fascinated and nerding it. Uh, you can definitely yeah. use that as a method. Like you can you can do different things with it. Yeah. So you know, I, I th I'm not sure. I'm actually really curious to hear from our listeners, like if this even makes any sense, like what we're talking about, because. Because you know we have got, we have this whole background of exploring this idea. I, I hope it makes sense to people. And the, the uh, reason why um, I wanted to bring this up is because, like you mentioned it as a as a tool for kind of tracking in conversation. And that was before we explored this. That was one of the things that blew me away in our conversations. Like you were so mind-blowingly able to go back and remember what the fuck we were talking about and i would always just be like dude i have no idea what we were just talking about two seconds ago but you could not only go back to the last thing but like there's like these nested 
branching off points, right? So like we have a conversation going and then it branches off, right? And then that branches off into another one and that branches off into another one. And like not only with this method were you able to go back to the last thing, but you were able to go back like several nested branches and finish the thought because that was something I could never do. Like I would start a thought and then I would be like, oh yeah, and then there's this thing. And then I would go on that and I would just keep going and it would either keep branching or that would go to the end. And then it's like, okay, that's done. And like, that's how I knew. That's what I knew for the longest time. But then talking with you, you were like, oh yeah. And then, and you go back to the original like limb and then finish that thought. And then there's all the connections with the nested branches underneath. And I was just like, what? So to me, like, you know, this isn't just like, oh yeah, here's a weird thing that your brain does. Like this is an actual, this is a fucking psychotechnology, uh, like a super valuable visual psychotechnology and like conversation tracking is only one way to use it. I mean, you mentioned a few other meth, like a few other ways to use it. But I mean, to me, like this kind of thing is just absolutely fascinating. I, it's so cool uh, that this is, you know, something that you developed over time through, I mean, it's like distributed cognition, right? So you're, it's being developed through conversations and experiences and um, with like minds and dissimilar minds, and it all somehow comes together to create this. I think it's extremely valuable, especially as a fucking podcast host. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> this is like this is i should be paying you for this shit man <laughs> no dude <laughs> that's my pleasure um yeah i i think i think it's very cool as well um also because it's a tool to understand how other people thinks yes uh, and that's how i think it's cool that it's very personalized because people that have dig this thought and want are uh, sharers like you you want to connect with people and you want both output and input and in a symbiosis and and like exactly. grow with people when you're talking with them and interacting with them and yes uh, me too uh and this is something that you can build from L like you can build a conversation from the points i run through during the curriculum, right? And thought, think outside and from there because there, you can have thousands of conversations off of those things, like motivation, yeah. just one of them. Like, come on. And, and yeah, then, I mean, dude, that's why I got like my wires crossed because there was, you laid out step by step all of these different, like you basically gave an entire overview and I kept on hearing these like key words that I'm interested in and I have a bunch of ideas about and I, and it's like, Oh, there's creativity. Oh, there's fucking life skills. Oh, there's, and there's like all this shit. And I was like, Oh my God. And I, it was like too much to even handle, but, uh, yeah, please, please continue. I, I just cut you off in my excitement there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Um, for example, something that could be easier to uh, concretely put it uh, through is uh, not the tree but the a web reader um, so if you think about your mind as or 
uh, <laughs> what it is really and then that you can visualize just do it now you picture uh, tab, like tabs and you have uh, your tab for needing to go to the toilet is there it's always there unfortunately and then you have the tab for being hungry and you have all of those like basic needs thirsty uh, horny <laughs> and so on. yeah that's and like then... the base like the base cpu usage that's just right. like always going like the operating yeah. system basically yeah the maslow's uh first uh, kind of pyramid step and then you can build on that right and in as to what you need to have overview of so you kind of do a short short version of everything that's going on that you can detect but you can't be all like okay i want to read this and think about this at the same time as i pee, pee and uh, make food and you know so you need to choose uh, some of them at least um but you can have an overview of a lot of things if you kind of scroll through them a bit here and there uh, mm. and in the conversation especially when there's more people in it it's like four people thinking about very deep things uh, then it's really cool I think if some can keep track of, of the branches a little bit extra so that you have the possibility to talk about every link there is uh mm -hmm. in what you talk about and are interested in and want to connect uh over so you could do it with a web reader right like you have like uh okay and you go into uh the we need to go to the toilet <laughs> basic one hit it and then like okay all right i'm good and then you you kind of yeah go into another one right so mm -hmm. you need to keep your focus one one uh, place at a time more or less, or, or you need to keep your uh, mind at one place at a time, but you can do different kinds of things yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I mean, multitasking is really just like switching very quickly between tabs. Like you can't actually, people think that you can like, you know, put one on one side of the screen and the other on the other side of the screen in yep. your brain but like it's it's not even a thing like you literally it's just switching back and forth like like you can't it's i don't i don't i'm pretty sure it's like actually not even possible to do to do that like to multitask in terms of like literally doing two things focusing on two different things at the same time no but i think you can get input uh, from different things at the same time uh, for later uh, so if uh, this song that you are not paying attention to because you're focusing so much on playing FIFA or whatever <laughs> and then uh, then you feel there's something that you ah, I've heard this recently and uh, the next day if it's played uh, mm. early in the morning or something right um, just an example of, of that uh, but uh, but yeah, you you need a like your fo main focus. Um, they 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 say <laughs> that you can't um, have that more than one place. So you need a some kind of automation, like to internalize. Either it's uh, usually a physical thing that you can do at the same time as something else talking, right? About, yeah, like playing guitar and and sing, or if it's bartending and taking an order and 
stuff like that right at the same time mm. Mm. yeah let's oh man so but but i feel, I feel like it's uh, distributing things uh, overlappingly over time that's what do you do basically um it's like yeah uh, right now i'm not um watering my any plants but i did two hours ago and i did four hours ago and i did yesterday but different plants some just takes uh, one day to dry out and some a week a month almost mm. so but i'm watering the plants all the time if you see what i mean so mm. i'm at some it, by some definition you can say that i'm multitasking right now with the watering the plants so that that's how it is kind of internalizing what to play first maybe and then uh to practice the singing and then practice it together uh knowing when you need to focus on what in order to make it happen at once uh something like that they can do that in multiple ways yeah so so that's a this to me it's it's very interesting to kind of go into this world now because like uh yeah with i i've kind of learned this over time i didn't i wasn't really doing it consciously but like one thing that i started to realize when it comes to learning in general but like specifically with guitar for example or or with singing like to if you really want to learn something like, um, you know, let's say you're like just starting out and you're trying to learn like the cowboy chords, right? You're just trying to learn like the basic chords. If you want to, and this is some, this is an area that I'm like fascinated by is, I mean, I know you are too, but like the learning process and like how to maximize the efficiency in some sense, like in the effectiveness of your learning practice and like how to make shit really stick so you don't have to like waste a bunch of time doing the same thing over and over again. And I think that's kind of where like multitasking comes into play is like, because the thing is, if you really want to fucking learn something, you need to take out everything else and zoom in and fucking put as much of your focus as possible onto that one thing. So if you're trying to learn a chord, like forget that you even have a right hand, you know, don't worry about strumming and trying to do, like do all this shit and holding the guitar and all this shit at once. Like literally just fret, like just fret the notes, just do that over and over again. And how does that feel? And like, how can I be more relaxed? And, and then like, once you get that, then go and do a strum and make sure that it sounds good, you know, and like, and then you can start incorporating the other elements, right? But like, uh, and that's, you know, that's just one example, but it could be it's a million different things. Like uh, this process, it's super interesting because it really has to do with our attention. And it's like this process of zooming in and having this like single pointed awareness and getting as focused and deep on the minutest details of this very specific thing and then zooming out and looking at the whole picture and fucking make music with it 
you know, or like do, you know, bring it into you zoom out and then you feel the whole thing and you just feel your whole body and your whole everything. Right. And like that. So to me, uh, being able to go in and out of that, of those states of this single pointed awareness and then this diffuse awareness where you feel and hear and see at like as much as possible, um, is super important and that's the problem with multitasking is you never get super fucking deeply focused on that one thing because you keep on mm. switching back and forth and like there's a there's a it depends on what you're doing right if you're doing like really simple stuff where you don't actually you know don't have to learn anything then it's fine you know you're doing an email and then you're also kind of like you know switching something out oh you're making a call and you're like it doesn't you don't need that much you're just like oh yeah so there's this thing uh yeah we're gonna do that a little bit later maybe you're doing the email at the same time like that's fine right but if you're trying to right. learn you're, something if you were branching back now you're you want want to assimilate and not accommodate yeah you don't want to make new boxes you when you have your boxes and you know your boxes you don't you can basically i feel like there there is a connection there where you right. can way easier just do something like and you don't even realize that you i don't know made up the bed because you were in your head or you were in your musical world or right you know yeah yeah that's a good that's a good point and you know yeah it's it's really interesting you know I, i've I've um, kind of noticed this recently, you know, uh, Nate, Nate and I are about to record an episode, um, or I guess by the time this is released, we might have already released it, uh, but it, we're going to talk about The War of Art, uh, which is, a, and Turning Pro, which are both Stephen Pressfield books, and they're fucking amazing, but he he talks a lot about uh, resistance, like in, in creativity, uh, especially mm. in the war, the war of art. And I've, I've really been noticing that, um, like it's so interesting. I mean, now I'm kind of just going into a new thing here, but, uh, I, I am curious to, to hear a little bit from you in this area, but like how, when it comes to creative work, so this is different than learning, right? Like a learning experience and a creative expression are different things. They can easily flow into each other and out and everything, but they're like, in my mind, they are kind of separate, but like very closely tied together. And like, I've found that really when it comes to being creative, like the hardest fucking thing is just, literally sitting down to do it yep. you know like that first fucking just deciding that you're gonna do it and then the first like five or ten minutes of actually fucking making it happen like so what kind of way like what kind of ways do you trick yourself into like not not doing it what kind of like what i'm <laughs> curious <not> <laughs> like you know 
because there's resistance. We all experience that. But like, how does that kind of manifest in your creative life? Yeah, I'm a sucker for uh, the path of uh, least re resistance, to be honest. But uh, yeah, sometimes it happens. So um, with some things, I actually just need to schedule it. And then it's mm. way easier. And if I tell somebody else, uh, then it's also easier. And if I tell somebody else because they asked me if I wanted to do something else, that gives me a layer of guilt if I don't do it as well. That <laughs> also helps to, yeah, it's to like go home instead of go, I don't know, meet friends or something, for example. Um, but then, of course, you don't want the guilt feeling when you're, you're creative. That's not what I mean. Um, I think that's the f most important, applicable, relevant things to, for me right now. And then also, I need to feel like I'm by myself with certain things. Like if it's a party song, I don't compose that shit now. So that means no, no criticism uh, to party music. But um, I'm more, it's, it's more of an intrapersonal kind of vibe I'm after. And mm. in order to express that, I need to feel it a bit, at least, uh, in order to trigger it more with, like, fantasy and empathy for the character or whatever, you know. Um, mm. And then get into a mode in which I feel things sounds good, if that's the purpose of that session. Um, or improve singing or... Yeah. I, I guess that's an, one angle. Um, dude um, I really think you're like this is something that I stumbled onto in the last year or two as well like dude the fucking power of booking it in okay hmm. that like dude this podcast wouldn't exist without that Nate and I were talking about doing it for f we, we talked about i mean of course we needed time to like make it happen but like we kept we were talking about it for like years and at a certain point it's just like all right dude let's record it on saturday like are you let's do it on saturday you know like and and it was that easy it was literally of course it's still work and it's still you know, you got to figure everything out and you got to fucking, there's so much learning and involved in this whole thing. But like, dude, the power of booking it in is I cannot stress this enough to people who are like struggling to do the things that they know that they want to do. Uh, anything creative, anything, even like shit that isn't creative, just like shit that you have to do for life. <laughs> That's fucking piling up, dude. Like, I, it's it's insane how how powerful booking it in is, especially if you hold yourself to it. I mean, you don't have to be a fucking Nazi. You don't have to be a Nazi about it, but like, you know, try to hold yourself to it. And and you also mentioned a really good one, uh, accountability. Like, because if you if somebody else is involved and they are counting on you, you're gonna be way less likely to bail. Yeah. Uh, because it's like, yeah, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to be a flake. 
So I, I, I really like that instead of going for like, oh, these are all the ways in which I fail to resistance. You were just like, these are the ways to fucking smash resistance. <laughs> well, uh, there are some and then you're in, the, in a slightly different mood every day. So yeah, it adapted to yourself and how you're doing and or not doing and what there's time for what in what order you need to do things and or if you can do it or not if somebody else makes you is a yeah makes you do uh, something else because they depend on you and you have put yourself in that position because you love them or and you want to so it's not because you don't want to but you would like to do multiple things at once and so on and so such is life isn't it yeah all these choices, huh, Hank? We we're always. <laughs> I feel like a lot narrows down to that when we talk. It's like so much to do, so much to learn. Yep. Uh, so little time. Yeah, you know what? To me, though, like it it it's it's inspiring. Like I I I'm fucking excited to like. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit to learn and so much of it i will never learn and i'm going to live in ignorance for my entire life but like just just exploring the proximal zone of development and like just keep on looking out into the mist for to see if you can find these different shapes and like that's what i love about this podcast and that's what i love about talking talking with you is like it's we're in that exploratory mode where i mean this this was kind of like an introduction thing so we kind of went back and kind of tried to like bring people up to speed in a sense of like the stuff that we've already talked about so it didn't we didn't go into the beyond too much but uh we can fucking do that next time for sure I think, uh, yeah, this is probably a good time to end because we're trying to keep these like reasonably long and I definitely want to have you on again. I mean, we didn't even talk about what matters in music. Like we just, you know, we did the, I don't actually, you know, let me know people listening. Like, do you actually enjoy when we do the like background stuff on our guests or do you just want us to fucking get into the nitty gritty? Like I'm, I just do that because that's what everyone seems to do. And I think it is kind of nice to like, for people to get a little bit of a background, but, um, dude, I'm just it's fucking rambling choice, you know? on here. What? It's one of those choices again. Yeah. You need to choose either to dive deeper into things and divide or dedicate more time for that or not because yeah, of so, something else. Yeah, so I guess for me, it's like I, I want to have you on here again, 100%. You are fully, fully welcome. So I thought it would be fine to take a little bit of our time to do some of that like regular, everyday, normal motherfucker kind of stuff. <laughs> uh and dude is there anything else that you want to share or you know tell the people or say or do or anything oh 
I should have thought of that. Maybe. But uh, I want to share this beer with people. Can you Ooh. see what it's ca- called in <laughs> English? <laughs> it's called ass. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a, <laughs> Some ass it's a pretty, beer. It's an average plus beer from Norway. It's, it's a nice one. Except from this that, episode is sponsored by ass. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, except from that, I would say um, this. I've been a uh, probably a bit messy of a ride. Usually is when we try to restrain us from getting too deep into stuff. So I don't know how well this worked, but if you, there's something to to build on, or you can uh, maybe we sh- should like schedule a bit more what what to to talk about next time and maybe that would be makes more sense to for people i don't know what got through i'm very curious actually it's more of a question that something i want want to say i think to the audience at least yeah well i guess uh you know we'll we'll leave it up to the listeners you know it's like do because we don't we don't really know people seem to enjoy no matter what we do but it's like you know do you want do they want more structure do they want it to be completely just chaos i mean you know the the world is your oyster their oyster i don't know Who's dude this oyster is it i don't but know it but an oyster isn't it what it isn't oyster that's the most important part, is it? Isn't it? <laughs> that's the that's what I'm trying to get across here. The world is an oyster. Yeah. And Dot. if you don't realize that you're the pearl, then you better get fucking on it. Yeah, you just need to be a bit more open, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, well, dude, uh, you know, we're just getting started. I'll just I'll just put it that way. Thanks for coming on the show, bud. Thanks, dude. Let's do some music soon. Sounds good. Later. Bye-bye, later. There it is, everybody. Another fine interview from your friends here at Casual Cognition. Vagar is such a cool guy, and I can't wait to have him back in the cast. So thank you, Vagar, for coming on. And thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us. And we will see you next week. <laughs>